0: brand new series is called it's your move say that with me it's your move and if you're here for the first time i'll ask you to say things and it might get on your nerves but if you listen a little bit when i do that and you say it with me when you leave you might go shoot i remember something amen say because that's how i learn if i can repeat stuff and i repeat it out loud it goes in my ears again and gets down in my heart sometimes so life's life-changing decision that that we make in life talking about decisions over the next several weeks and I'll just see where this, the uh, series leads me. I have no agenda here. Last week we didn't looked at the prodigal son. He made a decision, didn't he? Go back home. But then his daddy made a decision to be looking for him every day. To have that fatty calf ready for him. Amen. But that brother made a decision. He made a decision to be angry and bitter, didn't he? Yes or no? And today we'll see what we can find. Today's the power of choice. Say that with me. The message is called. Say it with me. The power of what? Big thing in our country. Women have the right to choose. Yeah, you do. Sure, you do. Men too. But we can make the lobby. You could, you have that right in this country. I wish you didn't. That's my opinion. Don't like me for that. That's fine. But I believe every life matters. Every life matters. Every life matters. Period. 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 And I get that. It's inconvenient. I get that. I understand. I understand. Sometimes life's choices are hard, the decisions we have to make. But So God believes in the power of choice. There's no doubt about it. But He said, I set before you this day good and evil. Life and death. And then He says this. Choose life. We can choose evil. We can choose death. And that's the message today is going down that trail. A whole different path. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay? But the power of choice. How about me, Pastor? How about me and my life? Good. Let's talk about it. The power of choice. God is in control. And He's working in the lives of those who sincerely desire to please Him. Here's what the Scripture says. Say it with me. Learn this verse with me, would you? For it is God which works in you both to will and to do his good what? Pleasure. Let's say it one more time. For it is God which works in you, me, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So God wants to help you. God wants to help you with your decisions. He wants, he has a will for you. And he, his will is for you to follow him He knows you're not perfect. That's why He's there with you. That's why we have the Word. That's why we have people in our life, hopefully, Lord willing. That's why we don't want to screw you up here at the Fellowship Church. Amen. Say, we want to tell you truth where you want to hear it sometimes or not. I need that. Used to have a coach, you know. He he taught me how to hit the baseball. You understand? And I learned from him. Then I took that same baseball swing into golf. And I was so stubborn and hard-headed that I liked my baseball swing so much, I've never really learned how to hit that golf ball like I should. Amen. Say, I can knock a snot out of it. But that don't mean it's going straight. Amen. Say. So we sometimes have to learn. And God says, I want you to learn. If you sincerely desire to please me, I will help you. With that good spirit, God can take you places. So look at where God brought you. You're a child of God. You're a Christian. Listen. Know ye not that the unrighteous, the unsaved, the unbelieving shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners. Say that last part with me. Shall do what? Shall what? Inherit the kingdom of God. I love this part. Now watch this. Watch this. But look at you now. Look at the next verse. Say that with me. Say this first several words. And such were some of... I'm going to tell you this. And such was all of y'all. And and such was all of y'all. Y'all hear me or not? That's a southern verse. And me included. But look, you've been washed now in the blood of Christ. You've been sanctified. You've been justified, declared righteous in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our living God. Thank the Lord for that. Come on. That is me, baby. Not because of me, but because of him. Beautiful. Look at us. I'm not what I was. I'm clean. I'm clean. I've been washed in the blood, baby. Look, I can't make good decisions. I'm just an idiot. (sighs) You're a child of God. You might not be the brightest bulb. Excuse me, but you got a you got a dog's chance. You hear me now? Say why? Because I'm not. I'm not. Back it up. I forgot. I'm not what I was. I'm not what I was. I'm clean. My sins are gone. A lot of us can't make good decisions because we're still holding on to things of our past and the crap in our life. Well, last time I checked, it's gone. Amen. So maybe that'll help you when you're making some decisions in the future. Knowing the past is a past and the days a day and tomorrow ain't here. I got to make a good decision now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good stuff, guys. Come on. So I'm washed. Look at the next one. This is just built on that one verse. I'm not who I was. I'm different. What, what does that mean? I'm changed. I'm changed. Now you're the person. You, face, body. I got all that upbringing. But something's changed. Now you belong to the Lord. You're not going to hell anymore. That's a pretty nice thing. You're changed. And you now have the Word of God, you have the Holy Spirit of God, whether you know it or not. You don't have to come down front and roll like a chicken to get the Holy Spirit. You didn't have to do that to get Jesus to die on the cross, okay? You hear me or not? The Holy Spirit, the God the the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're all unified here on your salvation. You get Him, you get them all. Amen. And you get the Holy Spirit in your life to help you. God wants to help you. He made you with a conscience. He made you with a brain. He made you in His image and His likeness. And so you can do this. Look at you now. I'm not whose I was. See, I'm sanctified, the Bible says. I've been set apart. Before, I was in the devil's crowd. I belonged to the devil. That's who I was. That's who you are without Christ. Whether you like it or not, that's who we are. Okay? But now I'm in Christ. Say, in Christ... In Christ alone. Did you hear that song? Did you see that last verse about that empty tube and he came out of that grave and now I stand in victory. Amen? That's who I am. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Whether other people believe that or not, that's on them. That ain't on me. Okay? I know I'm saved. I know I believe in Christ. Because I was there when it happened. I know when I put my faith in Christ. If you put your faith in Christ, but you've wandered away from God, listen, if I was you, whoo, I'd I'd do that again. I'd rededicate, re-up, do whatever you've got to do. Go behind a house and drive a stake in the yard and have a talk with the Lord and say, this is where I nail it. Amen. Say. But get it nailed. Look at you now. I'm not as I was. I'm justified. I've been declared righteous. Yeah, but I did this or I've done that. Yes, listen to me, listen to me. The past is the past, but today is today. You've been declared righteous. You belong to me, God says. I've declared you righteous. You need to live for me. Say, I need to live for the Lord. Say it with me. I need to live for the Lord. Say it again. I need to live for the Lord. I've been declared righteous. That's like a man who's in prison. You're free. Go. Get out. No, no, no. I I, I like it here. Don't doubt it. Probably you've been there for years. It's comfortable. But God says, you're free, my friend. You're free. I've set you free. You belong to me now. Yeah, but it's scary. I don't know what that means. That's okay. I'll take you places, son. You hang on for the ride. I'm going to be here with you. You hearing me? Tell my decisions. We're getting somewhere. Just building the case. Now I need to make good decisions. Because I'm not who I was anymore. I'm not what I was anymore. I'm not whose I was anymore. I'm not what I was anymore. I need to make good decisions, which will be for my what? And God's what? A lot of people make decisions based on it's good for me. Did that just say good for you or did it say for God's glory? Did you see that? Yes or no right there? Say for God's glory. For God's glory. Good for me. It's not just, oh, I'm just for God, I'm just for God. People that say that all the time, they're crazy people. I'm just for God, I'm just for God, I'm just for God. What about you, fool? You matter. God looks at your life on this, and it matters to Him. He wants you to take your life and use it for His good and glory. Amen. That's the part of decision-making. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, All things are lawful unto me... But all things are not expedient. All things are not expedient for me. The situation are not the right things for me to be doing. Okay? Well, I'm saved. I've been washed in the blood. I can do whatever I want. Well, the bottom line, if you're saved and a child of God, I couldn't argue with you much on that. You weren't saved by works, and you're not going to keep your salvation by works. But you can sure screw your life up. I'll tell you that right now. Did you hear me? You can lose your effectiveness for Christ, for your family, for others, by just uh, making some decision that you shouldn't make. All things are lawful unto me. Say that last part with me. But I will not be brought under the what? The what? Of any. We can make decisions that put us under a power, and that's not the power of God. I said, it's just a mess in your life. Do Christians have messed up lives? Are you kidding me? I've done this for years. I've seen things, heard things. I've wanted to throw people through windows. When you come to see me, don't think I'm going to pat you on the head and watch your life run off a cliff. If it means me being firm with you, strong with you, I want to do Right. I want you to do right. You hear me now. And you have the power. I'm not trying to bore you to tears. Just trying to make the case as we get going. All good things are under my power of choice to be doing. Say that with me. All what? Is there a lot of good things I can do? Yes or no? Say. There's a lot of great things you can do. Why screw around the edges? Why jump off the cliff into crazy land? Yes or no? Say. When there's all these good things I can be doing. Let's go to the scriptures. Come on. Push me, buddy. All things are not profitable for me, though. All things are not profitable for me. Decisions do not have power over me. Decisions do not have power over me. And I can and I will make good decisions. Decisions don't have power over me. God has power over me. His word has power over me. I want my conscience to line up with His Word, with Him, and then I can make good decisions. Yes or no? Oh, I'm just dying under the weight of the decisions I've got to make. No. You can make good decisions. Here's math. You want to do some math with me? Make one good decision. There it is. Look at that one. Wow, look at it. I made it. It's a nice decision. Oh, by the way, I've got some more uh, consignment pants on. And these are like Merrill hiking shoes that I got a couple of years. they like, I don't know, $200. I probably gave 10 for them. But I just pulled them out of the closet today because I miss Colorado. <laughs> Even if they look a little freaky, I don't give a hoot. Listen, decisions, they don't have power over me. God has power over me. I have the power to make the right choice. Say that with me. I have the power to make the right choice. And it's usually just that first one, and then watch, followed up with this one. Watch this. This is amazing. And then followed up with another one. Ha ha ha. Isn't it amazing? Now I've made two good decisions. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. <laughs> Look at that. That's how you do it. Yes or no? I can't make that decision. How about just make one? Stay there if you want to for a while. Yay! Then, whoop! Pretty elementary, guys. God gives us a choice. What we choose to do is up to us. That's the bottom line. It's up to us. You'll never blame somebody. Oh, you'll blame down here. You won't blame up there. What blame to the cows come? All this, all that, all the whatever. It was you that made the decision. Own it. Bottom line. Amen. Yes or no? Come on. So what does God want me to do? What does God? Well, He wants me to do something. <laughs> he don't want me to say, God decision, God decision. Some people live their whole life. God decision, God decision. You ain't doing nothing. What's wrong with you? God decision. Move, man. Start making what? Say it with me. Good decisions win. What's today's date? Somebody just throw it out. July the what? How about this day? Amen. Say. Make good decisions today. Am I driving y'all up the wall? Bob, how you doing? I don't know how to take you. You're looking there like you're half laughing and the other part is like he's a lunatic. But if you're learning, it's okay. It's okay. Amen. I'm free to make decisions that do not violate God's commands and principles. Did y'all hear me? Say that with me. I am free to make decisions that do not violate God's commands and now, you can make the others, but that's outside of his will. But you've got a lot of freedom. Amen. God is pro-choice. We said that already, but he never, but never when it violates his word, what? So people that say, I'm pro-choice, I'm for killing babies, I'm for taking the life of the unborn, and I'm a Christian, I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're confused. I'm saying you've created something in your mind. God with a rubber stamp that lets you do what you want to do. But that's not the will of God. Do you hear me? Yes or no? That's just not the will of God for your life. You ought to thank the Lord. We ought to thank the Lord. That's just not the will of God. That's not right. Whether you like it or not. A lot of things that I've done in my life. I've had to go a certain path for the Lord. I didn't necessarily like it. It would have been seemingly easier for me to go this other way. But I'm so glad I didn't. Amen. Because at the time, it seems right. But the Bible says the end thereof are the ways of what? Death. So divisions matter. It's been this way from the very beginning. Let's go back real quick. What's our time, Raji? Is it bad? It's not bad. You're nodding your head. I ain't I got time, brother. Believe, believe. Don't say that. Be quiet. Let's look. And the Lord God commanded the man, Adam, saying, of every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but of that tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. The knowledge of what? The knowledge of what? The knowledge of what? Thou shalt not eat of it, for the day that you do, you're going to die. This is what he told Adam. Keep pushing. You may freely eat of everything except what? Say that louder. Wake up. Come on. You may eat of everything except what? You mean I can, I can have it all except this? Everything except this? Here's a good lesson for life. Stay away from the this when making your decisions. Say that with me. Stay away from the what? When making your decisions. Whatever the this may be. Stay away from this. You've got all of that. Amen. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast. Look at him. And every fowl of the air. Wow! He said to Adam, call them what you want to call them. Wow, you mean I get to do all that? And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was a name thereof. And Adam gave names to the cattle, to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field, But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. But the point is this. Did you get to see all the decisions Adam made? Yes or no? God simply said, stay away from what? 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 It's funny how we get to looking at this and we ain't happy with that. Boy, that's deep preaching at the Fellowship Church, ain't it? There can be several good choices when you make decisions that meet God's standards and reflect a wise use of my what? Not a lot of times just one answer. There's many ways. There's many choices. Many things. But stay away from the what? The is of life. But you've got to make the move. You've got to be the one that makes those good, de- good decisions. Amen? So it's your move. It's your move. The power of choice. Amen? Why do people not move freely in decision-making? Why do people not move freely in decision-making? This is where we're going to go now. Well, Clark, you've you've got me now. I understand this is God's will. I understand that I have the power of choice, but but He wants me to make the right decision. Adam had the choice to make the right decision. But you know, Adam didn't stay away from the this, did he, say? No. Had all that, but that will not good enough. He needed this, but this killed him. And plunged all of us into sin. And now all have sinned. And guess what? Because of that, we all now do what? Die. That's where death came from. Boy, Adam. So we're like him. We've got to be careful. Say the following with me. Here we go. Say it loud. Why don't we make good decisions? I've only got two points today. I've had five on this before. I've taught this talk many times along the way but to this part right here, but paralysis of analysis. Say that with me. Paralysis of... One more time. Paralysis of analysis. My words. Why don't we make good decisions? Because of paralysis of analysis. It's a decision-crippling disease that affects those who procrastinate. Instead of making this good decision, or you continually worry what if, I, what if I don't make the right decision? It can cripple you. How many have ever been crippled like, let me see some hands, you just didn't know what to do, didn't know where to turn, and man, my life sort of just stopped. That was a mess. Yeah. Paralysis of analysis. Now here's the truth of the matter. Most decisions in life can be easily made. Guys, most decisions in life can be easily made. Especially when the decision-maker acknowledges who? God is their Lord and His Word as their what? But when we're not... Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, we're going to praise the Lord. If some are going to do it, I'm going to jump in there with it. Listen, but, but, but... When you're making a decision and God's not part of it and His Word's not part of it, or He's part of it, you're just going to do the opposite. (laughs) No, that's when, that, that's when that paralysis can come in. Amen. So paralysis of analysis. Indecision can cripple you. Indecision making, say this with me. This is one of my new quotes from my new book that I'm not writing. I'm just throwing this out here. Say it with me. I came up with this in my office this week. Indecision making, it's so amazing when we stay away from the this, how easy it is to see the that. Did I lose you? In decision-making, it's amazing when we stay away from the this, how easy it is to see the that. The thing that I should not do when I know that this is this and I should not do this, this is not right. It's amazing how easy it becomes to see my way out of the fog and to start making good choices. Amen, yes or no? Stay away from the this, and you can see the that. Say that with me. Stay away from the this, and you can see the that. Amen. Come on. Have you all done that? How many with an uplifted hand? Man, I was going after the this. I was going after the this. I was headed toward the this, but thank God, God, helped me see the that. Can I see some hands? Just some just some flat out. You at least know what page I'm on over here. I hope so. I'm trying to preach. It's hard. Okay. And by the way, guys, for you and me not to have the this is not bondage. That's not bondage when I don't get to do the, the, the this that's wrong for my life and that's going to hurt other people. That's not wrong. That's not bondage. That's called real freedom. Real freedom. When I'm going to make good choices and not bad choices, it's going to hurt me and others. Absolutely. Listen, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to those Jews, which what? Which what? Which what? On Him. If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples. You're my followers. You're going to learn. Say that last part real loud. And you shall know the... And the truth shall... See how that works? You believed in me. And my word. And you're following and learning my word. And as you do that, this truth you're learning... To help you in life and to stay away from this, you're going to be free. And you're going to be free indeed. Amen. Praise. Good stuff. Good stuff. Even in church, guys, in my theology, I believe lies. I'm sorry, Raj, I'm going to go off the path. For years, I believed that if a man, if a pastor was divorced, he could not Pastor. Because the book of, I think it's Second Timothy, 1 Timothy, says that there's 17 things that's listed about a pastor. And the first one is the husband of one wife. Well, if it's the husband of one wife, he could have never been divorced. That's what it says, the husband of one wife. Here's the problem. It never said he was; he couldn't be divorced. You understand that or not? Never said that. Said a pastor... Certainly, if he's the husband of one wife, he can't be the husband of five. Right? Yes or no? So there went the Mormon thing. Woo! Excuse me. And there's 17 things listed in that passage. He can't be a striker. He can't be a, a, a given to gossip. Oh, my gosh, every one of them he's disqualified. Yes or no? Amen. The point is that passage is talking about the character of a man. But did you know I believed that if a man was divorced, he couldn't pastor? And then the crap happened in my life. The hurt happened in my life. And did you know Gary Clark had to make a decision? I had to make a decision to even go against some theology that I had been taught at universities, read in books. By the way, Baptist theology. And I had to start looking and say, wait a minute. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right, and so I started looking into God's Word. You know what I discovered? It ain't right. It was bull. You, that are Baptist, listen to them on the radio. Good, quote me. It was bull. By the way, Pastor, if you're listening this morning, if you've ever gossiped, get out of the ministry. Because that's one of the 17 things. If you've ever been greedy, it says don't be greedy. Get out of the ministry. You see how stupid that is? Yes or no? Amen or oh me? But sometimes decisions we make, guys, will not just be wrong and evil. We'll even put more pressure on us from the Bible. And we will trap ourselves in if we're not careful. I think I went off on a little tangent there, but I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I'm not immune to this. And here's the good news. I'm a better pastor today than I've ever been in my life. Ever. Whether you think so or not, I know I am. I know I am! Because I know better. I've learned. I've learned. I've, I've dealt with pain in my life. Horrible pain. Now I can deal with other people. Instead of them looking at me like, you don't understand what I'm going through. If they say that, now jump over the desk on them. Kidding me? Do I ever know what pain is? Amen. Say but you know what I also know? I know what victory is. I know what victory is. I know what good decision-making. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. But God will bless you. you got to make a decision. Paralysis of up to now. Why do people not move freely in decision-making? Say the following. Say it with me. Can't please you. Amnesia. So, number one, number one was paralysis of analysis. It'll cripple you if you don't make that first good decision. Got it? The second reason today why you don't make good decisions, I don't make decisions, is can't please you. These are my words amnesia. So often we doubt God is helping us in our situation and decisions, and it's because we suffer from some kind of stinking amnesia. What do I mean? When you look back at your life, the hand of God can often be clearly seen in your choices and in your decisions. That rearview mirror, that rearview mirror. No, we shouldn't look live our life not looking forward. But brother, I'm gonna tell you something. You need to look in that rearview mirror when decisions are needing to be made. You need to look in that rearview mirror and see that God's been with you all the way. He's been with me all the way. He never left me. He never left. I can do this. It's hard. I know it's hard. It's going to be hard. But look, man. Don't bail ship on him. Don't jump off. He's been with you. God's guidance for the situation we're faced with right now becomes so much clearer when we look in the rearview mirror. I'm a rhymer. I could be a rapper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. You think so too? I know. Things become so much clearer when we look in the rear view what? Can't please you, amnesia. This is what God's saying when we're stuck and when we're making dumb choices. He's looking down at us going, Can't please you, amnesia. I've been with you the whole time. I've been with you out of every jam. I've forgiven you for so much crap it ain't even funny. Yet here you are. Here you are. I can't make it. I can't do it. And God's going, you need to tell somebody else that. Because that's bold of me. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this, guys. You don't know what tomorrow may bring. It's a big blur, guys. Challenges we face today can be tough. I know it's a struggle, it is a struggle. Yesterdays are gone. They are gone. But listen, a picture has been painted that I can look at and see that Jesus led me all the way. He led me. He's been with me. The old song, And He, sing it with me, walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I've been with you. You can do this. I'm still with you. Just stay away from the this, clerk. Lots of choices. You can make it. I'll never leave you from the Scriptures or ever forsake you. I'm with you always, Jesus says, even unto the end of the world. Yeah, but you don't know. All I know is you don't know. This is crazy. I will not leave you what? I will what? the best times in my life have been the hardest times of my life as far as my relationship with the Lord. And usually the easiest times of my life have been the poorest times of my life in my relationship with the Lord. These decisions you make, as hard as life gets, can be the very best times of your life. Because it's then where you come face to face in a real relationship with God. You're not just going to church anymore on a Sunday morning. You're laying out before Him. I call it, man, that where you lay out like almost a baby in a ball and cry before the Lord. And your heart's breaking. But that's not a bad place if you're before the Lord and your heart's breaking before the Lord. Amen? It's a battle, guys, but you can do it. God's in control. He's working in the lives of those who sincerely desire to please Him. That was our first verse. Sit with me. For it is God which works in you both to do what? His will and His What? Good pleasure. This is the will of God. I'm going to push, Raj. Decisions don't have the power over me. They have power over me. And I can and I will make good decisions. They don't have power over me. That's stupid. Oh, decisions got power over me. That's nuts. That's just a nutty person. Decisions don't have power over me. Because I sincerely desire to please God, I choose to flow and function in my freedom to make decisions, knowing that God, the Holy Spirit, is in control of my life. and He's working in my life. And I can do this. I can make good decisions. What time is it, Raj. You're lying. What? Know you not that your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost, guys? Did you know that? that my body's the temple of Almighty God, which I have of God. I'm not my own anymore. Say it with me. I am what? I am what? I'm bought with a price. Therefore, I'm going to glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which are whose? God's. It's your move, baby. It's your move. What are you going to do? How many would be honest enough right now, right now, right now and say, Pastor Gary, I'm facing some really tough decisions in my life. Let me see some hands. Tough decisions, tough decisions, tough decisions right now in my life. Well, hope this was help to you. You hear me? You might say, well, Gary, I'm not, Pastor Gary, I'm not spiritual like you are. I don't know the Bible like you. You know what? You're an excuse maker. Hush your mouth. You can make good decisions. You hear me? It only takes what? Tell me. If you need to hang on there for a minute, breathe. And then then this one. Got it? Come on. You've heard me talk about my mama. You're going to hear it till the day I die. Because that's my testimony. Okay, that's my testimony. And plus, it's for you people today that think you can't do it or you're watching online. Mama's choice. My mama made a choice that changed the rest of my life forever and ever. She she changed my direction from hell to heaven. She changed my whole future. destiny. Now, God did it, but God used mama. Look at it. My mama, there she is. Now, she's in heaven today. She's watching this message and she's saying, go get them, boy. You're doing good, son. I'm proud of you. I still hear her say that. For mama's first 16 years, she lived as a poor child in rural eastern North Carolina. The first dress she ever bought, a store-bought dress, was in the 8th grade. Up to that point, they were flower sacks. That's what she lived. That's how she lived. Age of 16, she married my daddy, P.C. Clark. He'd come out of the service a couple of years after that. He was 23 years old. And he married a 16-year-old. Against the law now, probably. She had six. She's married for 25 years to him. She has six children, which I'm the what? I'm the baby. That's why I'm spoiled. I love it. Mama took up drinking heavily, eventually came, uh, gave up on her marriage to my dad, P.C. Clark. I was 11 years old. I was an 11-year-old boy when my family broke up. And I didn't realize what was going on, but it hurt. At age 40, she divorced my dad. I was 11. She allowed a man that she had been sleeping with to move into my house. So now there's a man in my house having sex with my mama that I don't know. It didn't matter if I knew him or not. That's my mama. And I wasn't a believer in Christ. But even in this hell raiser's heart, there was something wrong that I didn't think was right. In April of 1977, at age 45, she married this man. After about four years of shacking up, with a few months, this man wasn't coming home much anymore. Now he's out there catting around. You ever heard the statement, what goes around what? In late November, my mama was depressed, drinking more than ever, and was really distressed over her life. It was Saturday night before the days of remote control. Evangelist Billy Graham, there he is, came on the TV screen. Mama was watching. Decision time, Mama. And listening. Help me. Push. Thanks. When I came home at about 11, after partying with my friends, many of you have heard this, but it's in writing, just in case you don't see it. I heard these words come out of my drunk Mama's mouth. Here they are. Here they are. Pop it. We're going to church in the morning. Did you know even a drunk person can sometimes make a good decision? (laughs) Amen. Say, come on, man. Of course, I thought the dumbest thing that ever she ever did. I cussed her out like nobody's business. But that decision changed our life. We're talking about decisions, guys. Keep looking. Three Sundays later, after she made that decision, I went with her. Both Mama and I made the decision to believe in Jesus Christ. To believe that he was God's son. To believe that God loved us, that He died on the cross, He rose from the dead, that He would never leave us. We made that decision. Have you made that decision? Have you honestly made that decision? Not play in church, but really made that decision? To believe that Jesus is God's Son. He loves me, He does not hate me. He loves me. He gave His life for me. That decision changed our lives forever. Say this verse with me and I'm done. I don't know what time it is. Seems like 3 o'clock. Here we go. (laughs) Say that part with me. The believe part. Say that with me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and your what? That's what happened at the Clark House. Mama believed and so did her son. And now over the years, I've watched every one of my brothers and sisters come to Christ. Every one of them. Because of one decision that my drunk mama made. And you're sitting here telling me that you can't make a good decision? Who in the heck do you think you're talking to? Yes or no? Amen. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. Amen! Come on!